Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I'm your buddy Ryan, and this is your Wednesday episode We've done it, folks. The hump did dance is the chance to do the hump. It is hump day. It is Wednesday. You have made it halfway through the week. Phone it in for the rest of the week because you did your work. Three-day work week. Let's make it happen. How the heck is everybody doing? I've been doing good. I've worked out two days in a row. I uh, I have not lost the 60 pounds I was hoping to lose in the last two days, but it's a start. I'm feeling a little bit better getting getting my sea legs about me. So uh, hopefully you're doing the same. We have a great episode for you because we have a legend with us. We have the one, the only Jack Osborne. Uh, he has a new show on the Travel Channel called Jack Osborne's Night of Terror. And I watched the first couple of episodes and it really freaked me out because basically I'm a wussy. You guys know that. So we have that. We get to speak to a legend. I've been watching Jack Osborne, I mean, for decades now. The Osbournes is, I mean, the Osbournes, the reality show on MTV where I first got to know Jack Osborne, that is like legendary status in my house household. I truly Love that reality show. I It's one of the first reality shows I fell in love with, like truly in love with. But we're here to talk about, I mean, this guy is paranormal hunting now. He's ghost hunting. Also, he's on uh, Fox's Armed for, uh, Special Forces Season 2, and he's kicking ass on there. So we got him. And remember, there's timestamps on this show. So if you want to skip to that interview right now, all good. You can do that. We also have my friend Beth P who uh, comes on to let me know where me and Sophie Ross got it wrong in our pop culture roundup in regards to Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes' wife, Brittany Mahomes. We had some incorrect information. So she comes on. She's a sports girly. She That's what she calls herself, sports girly. And she comes on to help me get it right. She is teaching me little by little about sports. Thank you to all of the people helping me learn sports um, really against my will at this point. And I, I find it funny. All of the people trying to teach me about sports in my life are female. You got Sophie Ross, you got Kate Legaco, you got Beth P. It's like my, my dad never tried to teach me. My dad never tried to teach me to play sports. Maybe that's Maybe that's why I'm a podcaster. Anywho, you got that. That was a really fun, quick conversation. And then you guys, guess what happened today? I lost my virginity. No, 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 no. I, uh, they, 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 they released the trailer for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It is coming October 25th. We are going to do a trailer breakdown. 
Um, and we're going to go over every moment of that trailer. And I loaded the video. So hopefully this works. It could be a complete mess, but you'll go along with me. And then, of course, Mauricio and Kyle, that whole mess gets out there on that. So we're, we're going to do that first. Um, but are you you're got, you guys are good. Can we start the show? OK, let's start the show. And then if you guys need to talk during it, we can, well, you know, we'll stop. We'll take breaks. But remember, timestamps. If you want to hear Jack first, go for it. If you want to hear the Beverly Hills trailer, hey, just do nothing. Just keep playing. And then uh, we'll do Beth P after Jack. But I'm glad you're here. You're you're in you're in safe hands. I'm going to take care of you. And this week, I'm only doing four episodes instead of five. Last week, I did six. Way too much. I'm going to do four episodes. So uh, the next one will be out probably Thursday night. Uh, for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City full solo recap, line by line. Uh, it was a great episode tonight. Another batshit crazy episode, but I love it. For some reason, it's completely working for me. I hope it's working for you, but we'll do that as the, the last episode of the week. Also, if you need more, go to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I'm going to be doing a Sandoval recap on there tomorrow for the Patreon and do my Roni recap over there this week. And uh, thank you for all the reviews, five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow me on Instagram. God, you, you just, you get the deuce chills when you promote yourself. <laughs> You're like, do this and then do that. And then give me a little likey and then five stars, thumbs up. It's so weird. I will never grow accustomed to it. You know, the thing is at some point I just want to be undeniable where people just, they're like, I'll do it regardless. You don't even need to say it. Oh, I am shot out of a cannon. Anywho, let's get started. Let's, uh, let's, you know, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the new season trailer breakdown. I am excited for this. Let's go. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Okay, what I love about this show is that it's a mix of everything, right? We're going to do the trailer breakdown, then we go to Jack Osborne, then we go to Beth P with little Taylor Swift sports action. You don't know what you're going to get on this show. You're going to get a mess, but it's going to be a fun mess, I think. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm not sure when it's going to be up, but how this is allegedly working, we'll see how this goes, is that in this recording, the Riverside app, uh, they, it's great so far. I have the video up. I'm in control so I can see the picture and I can walk you guys through every moment 
of this three minute and six second trailer. What did you guys think? Um, also, I want to, and I want to warn myself about this too. We've got to try to dial back being jaded about everything be, because I, I noticed this a lot with the Kardashians. I did this joke video tonight about Khloe Kardashian and whales because she said she's deathly afraid of whales. And then Sandra, who works with me, found this clip from 2014 on the Kardashians where she was with Caitlyn and they were watching the whales and, and she seemed fine. And I was like, that's weird. When did you get the phobia? But I made this video and it just the amount of hatred not hatred, just like, oh, they're so boring. Da, da, da. Why are you doing this? It's so stupid. This isn't real detective work. No shit. This is fun. This is how I get my, this is, a, this is, this is what I like to do. Of course, it's not serious. None of this is truly serious. We make some points here or here or there, but just, just barely. But it's the same thing without the Beverly Hills trailer is that I was looking at some of the discourse and yeah, I do call it discourse. And you just see that. People are like, oh, God, you know, some people are like, oh, my God, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. But some people are like, oh, God, Kyle, so fake. It's all fake. Not everything is fake. Also, remember, you are watching a reality television show. So in that sense, there is this glass case around something when they film something where it's, you know, if you put a camera on something, you're already getting somewhat of a performance when you know think about how you know if, if when your mom or dad when your kids put up a camera to take a picture you kind of put on a show or you pouted a camera makes you act a little differently and especially these ladies that have been doing it you know for like six seven eight years i mean they're really putting on a performance and that's why i think it's good and it was so refreshing to not see lisa rinna i'm shoveling harry's bolognese <laughs> I'm going to miss doing my horrible Lisa Rinna impersonation, but don't worry. I'll probably just throw her in the episodes. I'll just make her a character of like, this is what Lisa would be doing in this scene. Kyle, <laughs> are you hooking up with Morgan Wade? <laughs> so don't worry. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta really get in shape for these recaps. Do you guys remember last season and the season before that? Those recaps, they would be like the Vanderpump ones. It would be three hours long. I would be exhausted. The first year I did this, the full recaps, I would drink like Fernet, Fernet Bronca and like uh, Trulies, you know, or, or, or it was, it was a hor horrible thing. I mean, I would just be sipping on Fernet the whole time. So by the end, I would just be like, then Lisa says this. <laughs> so, and then the second season last year that I recapped, I was like, I, I'm getting old. I can't sip for net during this. And I really took it seriously. But man, Thursday nights would be when I would record those for Fridays and it would just be brutal because we would do line by line recaps, you know? And Juliana Carosa is coming back uh, to take the notes for me on that. And she just killed it with the, the notes and that helped me so much. But man, I put my whole bussy into that. You know, I really, I really put everything I had into these horrible performances. So Lisa's gone, but it does seem like this centers, or at least the trailer does around Kyle and Mauricio and the dissolution of their relationship. Now, spoiler alert, I want to talk about dancing with the stars really quickly. So Mauricio, by the way, if you don't want Dancing with the Star spoilers, maybe skip ahead three minutes. I can't imagine talking about it longer than that. But Mauricio looks like he, I mean, maybe the wrong day to do Dancing with the Stars when this trailer came out because he looked a little frazzled. 
um, he forgot the dance moves during the dance, but then he saved himself by just ripping off that shirt and showing the, the chesty hairs underneath. And I think, you know, he got a very low score. I think he got, um, what did he get? Like, what did he five? What did he get, like 15 or 14, a very low score, but he did not go home. Now, Ariana, she got a score of 20. I think Carrie Ananaba should have gave, gave her a seven instead of a six. She didn't go home. So she's safe. Who did go home is that Jamie Lynn Spears. So Jamie Lynn Spears got kicked off the second week of Dancing with the Stars. And I, um, I don't know. I don't think I feel bad for her, but check back in with me tomorrow. Hope everybody's happy. Uh, but this Mauricio seemed a little frazzled and I couldn't help but wonder, man, is this getting to him? I mean, it, you know, now the world or, you know, the pop culture world is knowing more and more about their relationship troubles. We're finally getting visual images of this. We do know it's going to be a major storyline on this season. And I, I imagine that kind of affects things. Now, I did not see Kyle in the audience tonight, but I did not watch the entire thing. I told you last week, two and a half hours, but I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't bring myself to uh, watch uh, all the dancers. I've got things to do. I had, I had to watch Welcome to Plathville tonight. I had to watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I had to take notes on Beverly Hills. Your man is busy. It's hard to watch these pseudo celebrities, uh, you know, do the cha-cha and things like that. But Mauricio and Ariana live to fight another day. That's very exciting. Um, but I do wonder how Mauricio is holding up. He always seems like cool as a cucumber and like nothing throws him. So it is interesting to see like everybody has some sort of breaking point. And this is why I think this stuff is there is elements of complete reality in this storyline. I, I truly believe that. And I believe uh, that this is a real relationship on the rocks. I believe Kyle is definitely going through something. But we always say two things can be true at once. So they can want publicity for all of their businesses and celebrity and all of this stuff. And they can also be having a really tough time in their personal life. But also, it's interesting, I think, sometimes... Unfortunately, when you're a celebrity or a reality star for a certain amount of time, like Kyle is, you can't help but start to like merge the two in some kind of weird mutation. Um, and, and that is kind of weird because these real events, I mean, God, in the, in the trailer, you guys, we even see them sit down with the kids with Portia. And I mean, like, I was just like, Ooh, that might be a, a bridge too far for me of watching the kids. And they look like they've been crying. And I'm like, Oh man, this is like a really hard conversation. And you, you, you bring out the kids for it. Like, I don't think this was probably the first conversation they had about it, but still, I mean, to put those really, I, I keep thinking about in terms of my mom of, you know, I, I think I told you guys this, uh, I had that Google nest cam and I put it in my mom's room. And because I thought I was going to have to leave for New York and, and, and we thought she was going to be alive for like, a, I know this really took a weird turn. We thought like another month and a half. And so I put this camera in there so I could always like talk to her. It was like a two way talk and I could watch her live and I could talk to mom, my dad and my sister. And I put this in there and then I just thought, God, you know, I had all of her moments in that last week on this Google Nest cam. And I thought, uh. Oh my God, thank God I'm not any kind of reality show. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want anybody to see this. And in fact, you know, it's so weird. I, um, just last week I, uh, deleted all those files. I deleted all those files of my mom's last week because I was like, I don't want to, you know, those memories are like burned into my head and I don't want that visual representation. 
you know, I even had myself like saying goodbye. I mean, <sighs> yeah, that's even hard to think about. I, I had like me talking to my mom, just me and her um, alone where, I mean, she wasn't really speaking anymore. Wow, this is really taking it. Okay. I'm going to get off of that. Anyways, basically I just don't think I could share. Like I went through a divorce. I didn't want that on camera. Are you kidding me? No, nobody normal would, but it is great to see some of these ladies again. We got Crystal. We got Anka Jane. We got Sutton. Sutton, I came to I came to be a queen, I say, I say. Sutton seems really up in people's business. You got Garcelle and a potential storyline where her son's her one son says that she wasn't kind of potentially a good mom. Um and that seems really intense to see. So this is going to be season thirteen, and uh, it it I think it I think it looks good. What do you What do you guys think? We're going to get into this trailer in one second. Um, and also, we meet the new cast member Anne Marie Wiley, who is a friend of Kyle Richards. Now, Anne Marie, if you've heard the skinny on her, is that she is? Uh, I think she potentially has some troubling beliefs. I don't know if that's going to be brought up on the show. And she looks like she gets into it with a couple of people this season. I think one of those being Crystal. We even have Crystal screaming at one point. I do think it's interesting that a lot of these things that I saw on this trailer, is they were new to me. I did not know every little thing I was going to see. And that's really quite refreshing. And I do think the reason for that is that Lisa Rinna is no longer on the cast because Lisa Rinna was the leak on this cast. Lisa, it's me, Lisa Rinna. <laughs> Radar online, I called the Lisa Rinna hotline. <laughs> Guess what happened in filming today? Kathy said a slur in Aspen. <laughs> oh my goodness, folks. It, it was truly... I'm I'm tr I'm truly relieved not to see her because part of me was like, oh, it'd be interesting to see her and like her deal with Kyle. She'd be like really caring one moment, and then she'd be like, uh, "Are you doing scissoring with Morgan Wade?" <laughs> you know, she would say something horrific, which is, and I kind of think I'm interested to see the story without Rena. If that makes sense. I really am interested to see that because Rena will give her opinions. Rena will probably be on Bethany Frankel's podcast at some point soon. And we'll get to hear more of her story and, and hear how amazing her life is without the show. But I kind of find it refreshing. So it's going to be interesting. Are you ready to go with me on this journey? Okay. We're going to see how this works. Here we go. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 13 trailer. The trailer starts and you see, by the way, there's like a shadow of a man, but it looks like it's like hovering over Beverly Hills in Los Angeles. I'm only seeing the shadow of the man because I have like it paused right now. Maybe my eyes are not working well, but that does look like a shadow of a man. So we see this and we hear Kyle and Mauricio have officially split. Did they grow apart? Their kids are leaving the home. There's always been rumors about Mauricio. Holy sh Okay, so we, we're right in it. All of a sudden, we hear that Zach Peters uh, from the from his podcast, him talking. You hear Heather McDonald talking, and it's about the rumors. I'm like, yeah, there's always been rumors about Mauricio. And by the way, there always has been rumors about Mauricio. A lot of Reddit threads dedicated to Mauricio and his 
potential or possible philandering, right? But we all forgive Marisa. We think he's a nice guy. So we don't really have any super, super big details on this. I mean, some people seem to do on Reddit, but you know, anyways, and then we see Garcelle picking up her phone and go, oh God, oh God, it's happening. Oh God. Well, also, I just realized we didn't have a Kathy Hilton pop in. That made me sad, but we do see Kim Richards, but Kathy, ooh, if we like Kyle, Kyle, I, I thought you were Kyle. No, it's me, Morgan Wade. Ha! Morgan Wade's voice, huh? You get to hear Morgan Wade's voice, and you'll hear it in a second, but it, it's kind of like this. I'm Morgan Wade. Hey, Cal. I'm a country girl. Hey. So anyways, obviously, I think this is the part where they picked cameras back up that were, you know, seeing Garcelle with this phone. Very exciting. I had no idea. I had dinner with my, you never said that was. Okay. So then we go to Dorit. I'm Dorit. 3PO. Beep, boop, bop, beep, boop, boop, boop. And Dorit, she's in this like kind of black sleeveless number and like these black business glasses looking very chic on the couch, FaceTiming with, I'm PK. I'm Dorit's husband. Okay. And they're like, I didn't, I didn't know anything about this. And then PK's like, I just hung out with Maurizio the other night. He didn't say anything to me. Oh. You know, so it's like, wow, Mauricio didn't even say anything to PK, his best bud, because, you know, PK thinks of him and Mauricio as like besties. So PK's like, I can't believe he didn't tell me my feelings are hurt. And then Dorit's just like, oh, oh, Kyle, people, boop, 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 boop. I can't believe she didn't tell me this. You think they're hiding something? Somebody's shooting. I think she's. OK, and then we moved over to Crystal. Crystal says, do you think they're hiding something? And then her, her, you know, her trusted housekeeper who we've come to know and love, you know, she gives her opinion. Somebody's cheating. Somebody, even the housekeeper knows the housekeeper, the word on the street, they're probably all banging each other. I think she's been lying. And then we cut over to Sutton on the FaceTime, like everybody's FaceTiming, like the camera crews couldn't get to their houses. So we see all these ladies like FaceTiming each other, which was very similar to when the stuff happened between Erica Jane and uh, her husband, um, is that we saw a lot of FaceTime reactions uh, about that, uh, about him, you know, the divorce and all of that stuff. But Sutton's like, she's been lying, I say, I say. Kyle, Kyle Richards is a liar. I can't believe that. It's <laughs> so then we go back to Dorit and PK as like, I think it's pretty fucked up. I think it's pretty fucked up. He's just pissed that Mauricio didn't tell him. Okay. These strangers are like, you made us believe in true love and now it's This is true love. They're I love it. It's Kyle's the cry, the crying guy. I can't believe it. <laughs> strangers, strangers said we made them believe in true love. And Erica's like, "This is true love." You know, it's like me and my ex, the lawyer. We had true love too. All Erica Jane. I mean, how the tables have turned, but it is. It. I mean, Kyle can't feel good when Erica Jane is like, "No, it's true love." It's like. Oh, okay, I'm good. I'm good. But Kyle, Kyle, obviously paying attention to all of our comments. And I think a lot of us said that as a nice, I mean, we really did, you know, 27 years together in a beautiful family. Yeah, we were a little shocked, but Kyle really laying on the tears, obviously a very painful situation, but Erica Jane being there to be like, 
Yeah, girl, it was your love. You got what it takes. Only two people in this marriage. Everybody else's opinion can f off. There's our Erica. Everybody else's opinion can fuck off. Yeah, I've been having sex all summer. Vegas, baby. Yeah, of course. Of course, Erica Jane's opinion is going to be like, screw everybody else. And hey, listen, I agree about that a little bit. Kyle's got to take care of herself. But Erica Jane has always had that opinion about everything. Anything is like, fuck them. I don't care about those victims. Yeah. This season on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Vegas, bitch. Vegas, Vegas. Okay, so now we're obviously in some kind of private jet you know, like you, the private jets fly out of, and the, you, I think this is probably the one in Van Nuys or LA, I don't know, probably the one in Van Nuys, but it's like, you know, where the private jets fly out of. And Erica, it looks like, is in a big floor-length Riddler costume. She has like this gigantic lime, uh, I don't know if it's like a two-piece, a one-piece, and she's carrying this gigantic Louis Vuitton pink bag. So obviously, her money's okay right now, folks. Don't worry about her. And she comes in. They're obviously probably going to Las Vegas to do something for her show. She's like, it was. It's very, really an interesting way to say Las Vegas. Vegas, Oh my God, we have red phantoms. Okay, so what she's saying is they land in Vegas and all of a sudden we see red phantoms, the car, to like pick them up. And again, it's just like, you know what? Maybe let's not, um, let's not overspend, right? We're, are we in the clear with all the cases? Like, you know, like I love that Erica Jane's like, well, I did a season where I pretended I was poor and now I've got a sugar daddy again. Because you know she ain't doing no GoFundMe or anything like that. Like somebody is paying for all of this her lifestyle again. It just, it has to be. There's no other answer. I know Evolution Media and Bravo isn't giving her a million extra dollars to do this. Bring on Magic Mike! Okay, so what that is, is that they go to the Magic Mike, the, the you know, male stripper show, and you see all these guys with their hot bods rubbing all over the ladies. Uh, I'm looking at an image right now of a man, uh, topless, looks like he's thrusting on erica jane which by the way i feel like erica jane we always talk about this i feel she talks big in the sex department but is not really throwing it down a lot remember last season she'd be like i'm getting sex morning noon and night eight days a week baby yeah but anyway she's being thrusted on here and uh she looks scared <laughs> it's so sad this okay, is a million bucks you have to give a bj every day gladly <laughs> Okay, so now they do that typical Beverly Hills thing where they're shopping. Uh, Erica's shopping for jewelry. Once again, we're back, baby. Erica Jane does not have financial issues. And Garcelle's like, you'd have to, you'd have to, that's a million dollars. You'd have to give a BJ every day. And Erica's like, with pleasure. Yeah, put Taco Bell all over it. Yeah. And you see her in this like pink, nice little number, look like Jackie O a little bit. And she's looking at the ring. You know, I wonder when she looks at like very expensive jewelry now, if she thinks back to the life she had and the life she's trying to get to again. I mean, the rumor is she, you know, that that Vegas guy, that, that older Vegas man who I think is married, I think he was a potential suitor. Who knows? I don't think we'll get to, wouldn't it be great if it was Big Papa, Kim's Kim's dude? From uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oof. This is your horse? How much did you pay for Santos? More than your Birkin. Okay, so then we see a horse, and it, it appears that Sutton has bought a horse 
which I was hoping that I would be Sutton's horse, but it looks like Sutton has, <laughs> I can't wait to keep talking. I can't wait to really start talking about Sutton again. But anyways, Garcia's like, how, how much have you paid for Santos? You know? And she's like, I paid more than your buck. And I say, I say, Santos are very expensive. You know, I, I own two minor league baseball teams. I'm on the board of three ballet companies. I say, I say, and now I own Santos. I'm a, I'm a horse lady. I'm a horse girl now. I say, I say. <laughs> Do you want to come to Barcelona? So then she's like, you want to come to Barcelona? I say, I say. But I think she's saying Barcelona uh, because that looks like Barcelona, Barcelona to me. But I think she says it like Barcelona. Okay, so they're drinking and they're doing I'm the dance chef. lessons. I hope you enjoy the house. Thank you, chef. We can tag team him. Anytime you want. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's too much. But anyways, this really good-looking like young chef comes out, and Garcelle's like, "We can tag team him." And Eric is like, "It's how you want. It's how you want, baby. Yeah." But all the girls seem to be having a good time. Like I will say, this this first part of the trailer, all the ladies are getting along, but trailers can be deceiving because we know that's how they stack that first one. Trailers for Bravo usually go this way. They'll start with the big dramatic, like the cheating thing. And then they'll go this season on such and such show. And it'll be like everybody having fun. And probably right around 10 seconds from now, we're going to switch to more serious stuff. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? 
the women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. You know what else I want from you? I want to thank you for, for giving what? you something to talk about and making your ass relevant. Okay, so that is Anne-Marie Wiley, who I was talking about earlier. And she's like, don't you think you should thank me? And Crystal's like, for what? For making your ass relevant. And Crystal is just giving her that stare like, oh, God, here we go again. Here we go again. Ooh! Oh, God. This group oh, wants me. Oh, God. To scream all the time. I saw my friend in distress. He said, you insert yourself. By the way, you. Okay, so that, that's Kyle saying like, you know, that's, and but the, it's not what Kyle's saying. It's that then there's a shot of Sutton and Sutton's got like, Sutton's like leaning her head down and she's got this death, there, death stare like, I'm going to sick, I'm going to sick Santos on you, Kyle. I say, I say, you coming at me? Well, this is my fourth season, baby. This is my fourth season. I say, I say, I'm going to destroy you. I think Sutton is, and I predicted this last season, I think she is leaning into her villain era. And if you see this one shot, it's like her fire starter shot. She's like setting Kyle on fire with her eyes. Girly! <laughs> you guys, if you're listening, what just happened, Denise Richards in a bunch of different pink outfit accoutrement walks into a door and you you they didn't really highlight this in the trailer but right behind her is camille grammar so you got denise and camille camille i can just see her little face she's like got a big shit-eating grin on of like i'm back awkward oh what's up did you know that okay so then kyle's friend um says like Oh, oh, got awkward. And Denise clocks it and is like, oh, what's oh? So all right. By the way, I'm I'm sad that we didn't get a shot of Denise Richards' husband, the man who uh very much believes in Faraday cages and 5G and a lot of conspiracy theories. I'm I'm very excited for some Aaron scenes if Denise is back this season. It's seven dollars for a naked bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans. Okay, so this you gotta see to believe. You gotta see the image. Because Erica looking very gaunt. Looking very, I don't know. I'm, everybody says she's on Ozempi, but uh, I don't know. Maybe she's just she's just living good. Um, but she she's looks very gaunt, and she looks like she's trying to read something, and she can't. She's like her eyes are squinting. It's just very weird. And she's like, uh, "Did you hear? You can buy a new bundle of Denise Richards pictures on OnlyFans for seven bucks." But you've got to see her do it. It really is iconic. You think I'm not going to go as low as I can? And then we cut to another scene of Erica going, you think I'm not going to go as fucking low as I can? And she's also in pink. Pink's like a big color this season. You're one evil woman. And Denise goes, you're one evil woman. And when they pan across the room, you do see Kim Richards. So this is going to be a good episode. I will always be bummed out that Denise Richards did not get her scene with Lisa Rinna because that last that last appearance of Denise where Lisa's like, oh, you're so angry. <laughs> like, I feel like Denise needed to have her her victory scene, like something to hold over Rinna. And I don't think she'll ever get that. But 
it looks like Erica Jane has picked up that gauntlet where Lisa has left off and is attacking Denise Richards. Also, I will say, F you, Erica Jane, like $7. First off, we do not we do not shame sex workers. I don't care if they're Denise Richards. I don't care if it's your next door neighbor. We just don't do that. But also, LOL, because your tickets are going for $7 in Vegas on StubHub right now. In fact, I believe it's on this day entertainment. Uh, she said through her job, they were offering free tickets. They were literally like, do you want free tickets to this? Just giving them away. So don't make fun of somebody and what they charge for something that you potentially don't approve of, because you know, if you probably didn't find another guy to like, you know, bankroll your lifestyle, you would actually, you would have to potentially think about doing OnlyFans as well. So don't, you know what? It, it's weird and it's, it's horrible and it's gross, but I can't wait to talk about it more. I am. You don't understand the severity of the PTSD. There are elements I understand. There are also elements I consider more obnoxious. Okay. So now we're getting into it. We got Dorit and we got PK and, and, uh, it looks like, it looks like PK's like drinking like a Heineken or something. And Dorit's like, you don't understand. Beep, boop, 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 boop. The PTSD I'm going through, which obviously was the PTSD I'm guessing from last season when, you know, she was held at gunpoint for a bunch of her purses and shoes and all that shit. Well, PK's like, hey, you got a note. I do understand. I understand most of it, but some of it, a little bit, it seemed a little much, you know, you know, very, and I'm like, oh shit, PK, like, wow. Also, somebody wrote this in a comment today, uh, my friend Mo. She said, uh, I don't like really like study the housewives Instagram, but she said Dorit has been more quiet than usual these last couple of months and not a lot of posting with PK. Have you guys noticed that to be the case? But I uh, mean, I hope they're not over too, but my God, if PK is saying things like, Hey, it's a little bit performative, you know, come on. I made you go see a therapist. You should be all fixed by now. I miss my friend Mauricio. He didn't even tell nobody tells PK nothing. I want to be back on stage. I want to be making new music. But does that translate into people wanting to work with me? Okay, so this is Erica Jenling. I'm doing a comeback. We got to bend it all on blonde. So obviously her storyline, this is like a redemption arc in a way. So this, I believe, is probably one of those scenes of like, can I do it? I mean, do the people even want to see or work with little old Erica Jane? Have a mint julep on a porch and watch me pat my puss? So that's that scene. Like, she's she's doing the serious like, well, here's the thing. I don't even know if people won't work with me no more. I mean, like, what do you mean? Do you mean like music producers? Do you mean like baby face? Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, like is The weekend going to work with Erica Jane anymore? You know, they didn't really to begin with. I also... This is the great thing. If you pay somebody, they will work with you. Just hands down. That's how that usually works. And I, what I'm guessing, this is probably an assistant that she's talking to, and the assistant just is like blankly staring at her. I understand that you want to be more of a parent to us, but I needed that two years ago. It makes me feel like a failure. Okay, so that was really sad. They're on a beach. Obviously, remember Garcelle bought that little beach house last season, and she was really proud of it. But this is one of her sons on the beach. And he's pretty much saying like, I needed you to be a good mom two years ago. And in a talking head, she's like, well, that, that, that breaks my heart. And that is, man, that is a real scene. Like the Erica Jane stuff. There's a, an element of like, 
fantasy to that. It's like kind of glitz and glam, even though she's gone through so much, really still never completely shared. She was just angry and she was mean. But this kind of stuff to me, this is like where housewives can really take off when they lay this foundation of reality with scenes like that, where a kid is saying, you weren't a good mom two years ago. Cause then we all go back like, oh shit, she wasn't, she wasn't like, she wasn't potential. Like you think about these kids, like the kids on these shows watching their moms, like, you know, first off have to film, but then audience reaction. And then also, I mean, listen, you know, her sons had to deal with Erica Jane, like pretty much assaulting one. It's that lat. Remember when Erica Jane got shit can hammered last season? I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you leave, you leave. But anyways, that seems like it's going to be a really sad scene. How are things with you and Mo? If there was infidelity. Okay, so then it's like Dorit and Kyle in a car. It's like, how are things? Be boop, 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 with you and Mo. And Kyle just, you know, they both have huge sunglasses on their face because it's 2023 in Beverly Hills. And Kyle just looks ahead. And now we're into the Kyle section. Fidelity, would you say? Okay, so what that is, I cut off the clip, but Garcelle says, if there was infidelity, would you stay? And you're about to hear Kyle say, I don't know. I don't know. Every time I go online, I see something about someone cheating. <laughs> Every time I go online, I say, I say, there's something about someone cheating. Yeah, I'm doing the Sutton soft shoe. Every time I go online, I love the thought of Sutton getting down like, it's time for my online time. Oh, there's another thing about someone cheating. I'm going to put that in my back pocket, I say, I say. And then she goes, there's smoke, there's fire. Where the smoke, there's fire, I say, I say. Oh, Sutton, I missed you so much. I don't want to talk about that right now. Well, I just want you to know. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, so now we're at, looks like a family dinner at Kyle and Mauricio's. And Mauricio's like, you know, he's leaning back at like a dinner table. He's like, oh, I don't want to talk about that right now. And Kyle goes, well, I just wanted you to know. And he goes, I don't want to talk about it. But he's like very calm and chill, but he lays down that, I don't want to talk about it. So we can only imagine what that is. And Kyle walks into the kitchen. Kyle's not wearing a wedding band. Is there something going on in your... Kyle's not wearing a wedding band, I say, I say. Is there something going on in your personal life, Kyle? Personal life. Her marriage. This is Morgan. How did you guys met? She stalked me. Okay. So is there something going on in her personal life? And Garcelle's like her marriage. And then we cut to this guy going, how do you guys, how, how, how did you guys meet? And it's like, it's Morgan. It's the introduction of Morgan and Kyle. Like you can, she's all like smiley and a little blushy. And then Morgan, we finally hear Morgan's voice. She's like, she stalked me. She stalked me. She stalked me. Which is just a weird thing. Like, wait, Kyle stalked Morgan? Like, that is the story, though, is that Kyle heard one of Morgan Wade's song and fell in love with it and then followed her on Instagram, I believe, went to one of her concerts. So, hey, stop, she stalked me. I'm Morgan. You put the first letter of your name on her body. Okay, so now we see this Morgan Wade. She's tatted up, like, a lot. She's very tatted up. Ink Masters 2023. And we hear Dorit going like, you put a, uh, you put a first initial on your body. And Morgan Wade is getting a tattoo of K on her body. And we see Morgan Wade say, I guys starting to get a protective of Mauricio, even though I'm sure he's to blame for this, but I'm starting to get a little, 
starting to get a little protective. What is going on, Kyle? I'm just glad it's you out there. So Dorit's like, what's going on, Kyle? And then we're about to hit the scene where Mauricio's like, I'm just glad it's you getting the cheating rumors this time. Having an affair. For once, it's me. And Kyle goes, for once, it's me about having an affair. I'm just glad it's you. And he's all smiley, leaning on a countertop. And then his face kind of like goes down, like, ooh, like, zoinks, uh-oh. Like, uh-oh, I'm on camera. <laughs> what did you just hint at? Which some people are arguing with me, like, oh, they're obviously joking about, like, the press saying this. But I think they're, we're actually going to find out there is truth to this. That's what that Garcelle comment was about earlier, of, like, would you leave if there was infidelity? And Kyle goes, I don't know. We are going to have to face the fact there, there was potential infidelity and not from Kyle. So brace yourself, guys. But this face, when Mauricio face just lightly drops, it says, it's like a thousand, it says a thousand words. We are a very strong family, and we always will be. Always will be. You know, nothing can change that. Okay, so this breaks my heart. This is the scene I was talking about with the kids, is that you heard Kyle just say what she said, and all the kids, like, they're wiping away tears. Like, we see Portia right next to Kyle. You know, Mauricio's there, and it just... This is the scene where I'm like, oh, man, I, I... did we have to film with the kids? Like this should be their story for their, you know, this is, this is their parents. Kyle, where is she? In denial about something. Oh, then, then old Garcelle goes, Kyle, where is she? And son's like, in denial about something, I say, I say. Denial ain't just a river in Egypt, Garcelle, I say, I say. Oh. Ooh, and then it says, Real Lives of the Early Hills, October 25th. The photo is them under like a pool awning <laughs> with like by a pool. I'm excited, you guys. Are you are you as excited as me? Let's do this. Full recaps. We're coming at you. We're gonna come at you hard. This is gonna be so exciting. But it's good. It's good to be excited about stuff. What do you think? Let us know in the comments. Let us know what you wanna let us. Are you excited for the recaps? Uh I, I just I'm going to be, and you know, that first premiere night, I'm sure they'll have Kyle on watch what happens live. And so it'll be interesting because we're in that weird position of the season's already filmed. They already picked back up uh, cameras and filmed that as well, but life has moved on. Like, so dancing with the stars is happening. We see Kyle in a lot of like TMZ walk and talks. And we see some photos of her the other day, distraught at a hike, which that could have just been a really tough hike, but she was distraught with friends. The Morgan Wade thing, they were in Paris together. Um, Kyle directed a documentary about her new friend, Morgan Wade. So I'm curious how much we're going to find out what, what all of those elements are going to be, but we will be here to cover it all. And it's good to be excited about stuff, right? Whew. Okay. That was a lot emotionally. Anyways, uh, let's get to uh, Jack Osborne. I do the intro with him in a second. And listen, this is really focusing on his new show on the travel channel, Jack Osborne's Night of Terror. And it really is spooky. I think it's again the perfect show for uh, spooky season right now. Uh, next time he's on, I think he'll come back on and we'll get to talk about Osborne's Armed Force, Special Force. I keep calling it Armed Forces, Special Forces season two. But I will say, I watched the second episode of Special Forces. Jack does really flipping well. Like he was in this like ice cold water and he didn't even like, it's like he, he, he could like repeat what he needed to repeat in the freezing water. He was like one of the best players that they had in this. 
And I was like, damn, Jack Osborne, like what? A, like I watched him as a kid on this show and now he's like ghost hunting and paranormal stuff. And he's like on special forces and you probably do more pushups than I can. He's just, he has a new podcast with his family, the Osbournes. Um, I, I just, so he's just great. So here he is, the one, the only Jack Osborne. Welcome back to So Bad It's Good, presented by Betches Media. Today, I have something perfect to share with you. It is perfect for spooky season. This is going to be the show that you are going to want to curl up with your loved ones and get I can't cuss right now, but you're going to get scared bleepless. Truly. I was so creeped out by the first episode of this. Now, this is wild. It's on the Travel Channel. It premieres this Sunday, October 1st. Uh, there are, I think I, I just finished the final episode, which was a two-part episode, but it's going to air one each week. And it's kind of ingenious is that we have none other than legend Jack Osborne exploring the most spine-chilling destinations across America with not only his famous family, which we all we all know and love them, but his also his closest celebrity friends. Jack Osborne has been a staple on reality television. He has done so much in his life so far, and to find out that he is paranormal investigating blew me away. This show is so worth your time. Jack Osborne, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. That's quite quite the intro. <laughs> I could have kept going. I was, I mean, I was, I was researching all the times that you have come across, like you've come across, like even I was watching special forces this week. You were on that. And then I looked into this. You've been doing this for a long time. You have yeah. been paranormal investigating what, I mean, this is the obvious question. What got you into this? Um, I grew up watching the X-Files. Uh, so when I was like 11, 12, 13, like that was, that was my world. I was obsessed with that show. Uh, and I could just remember being a kid going like, oh, man, it'd be so cool to have a job like that if I grew up and <laughs> blah, 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 knowing full well it's like not real. And like I watched Sex Files enough and had researched it enough to know that the FBI doesn't secretly have some, you know, hidden away Fox Mulder in a basement. Um, <laughs> but it was just a hobby. And so I would research certain elements of the fringe, you know, whether it was Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, UFOs, ghosts. And as I got older, um, it kind of my interest in it was always there, but it wasn't nearly as, uh, you know, apparent when I was a kid. And then in 2011, I got asked to go do a paranormal investigative show and I jumped at it. So, yeah, I was I mean, you did Portals to Hell, Haunted Homecoming. I mean, this was not your first rodeo. How many investigations have you been on thus far? Man, okay, so between all the shows, it's got to be close to a hundred. I between, yeah, because I did. Let's see, eight, ten, so eighteen. Yeah, it's it's got to be close to a hundred. I gotta say though, like that first episode, I wasn't knowing. I I wasn't. I didn't expect what I was getting into, and it was just so eerie. And I will say a compliment to you. You are such a sure-footed host. Like you are solid. Like I would be pissing my pants, and you were just like. Well, that's very interesting. Uh, yes, if you're in, if you're in the room, can you make this little light? I would have been crying, and you were like, I mean, even I, you guys. He brings his mom on the first one, and I'm like, she's a national treasure, and she's he's putting her at risk. I mean, why was your mom the the perfect first guest for this episode? It it just kind of it it happened that way. We we got the we got the green light for the series. 
it was approaching the holidays. We found a location that was close to LA. My mom had the week off. We were like, let's go do this. And so it just came to be. And we were not expecting what happened, clearly. Um, you know, I don't wanna don't wanna give it a give too much away, but it's in the teaser for the trailer. You know, my mom collapsed and ended up in hospital, and we don't know really what the hell happened to her. She doesn't know. You- you guys, the first one is at a place called the Glen Tavern Inn. Each week, it's a different location that they go to. And I will say, it does. I mean, it just ends. It packs such a punch that I went and started researching. I was like, really? Did she really go to the hospital? Did she? Like, because it was so real and eerie that I couldn't believe it was happening. And that's the thing. I think, listen, there's so many paranormal shows out there. And people, it's really obvious when people are bullshitting. We've all seen it. We've all seen episodes of shows where, you know, where someone's getting possessed and all this craziness is happening. And you're kind of like, I roll. Okay, sure. Wow. That would be cool if that was real. (laughs) This was this was what ended up happening with her. We had a kind of collective conversation where we were like, listen, if this is a medical thing, we're not going to show it because we can't like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, look, my mom just had a stroke. Let's put it yeah. on. TV. Um, but she went, she was in hospital for two days. They ran every test imaginable brain scans, heart scans, sleep test, like everything, absolutely everything. And the only thing they found was that her electrolyte levels were slightly off. Now I've been slightly dehydrated in my life. I've never passed out for 20 minutes and stopped breathing. You guys, there's an image in here of Sharon Osbourne. When this thing happens, you'll have to watch. And it is just, it really has stuck with me since I've seen it. I mean, it's just a really stunning image of somebody that we, we all have watched. So like, it's really, really eerie. And it's an eerie hour of television to begin with. Um, I, I do wonder though, what made you continue after this happened? Because you had to do more episodes after this. You're a hundred adventures in. I mean, at a certain point, how do you carry around this heaviness? How do you keep doing this? Why do you keep doing this? It definitely, it it definitely changed the way I feel about things. It it I had in all the investigations I've done, I've never felt like in there was a couple places where I was I I felt as if the vibe there was genuinely evil. I've always been a bit of a naysayer about people who get scratched or pushed or anything like that. I just I'm kind of like I don't know. Like I've had experiences where it felt like I was being touched or but I've never been scratched. I've never seen a full body in all the 100 episodes I've done for paranormal investigation. I've never seen a full-bodied apparition. Uh, I've never encountered something which I was definitively like, no, that's a demon from the seventh ring of hell. And he's Beelzebub's best friend, like <laughs> anything like that. So I always just kind of was like, I don't know. I think that's more of a human take of things. Um, but this fully changed me. I, I have a different outlook on things. It was, it was very, uh, it was real. It was as real as it yeah. got. I mean, uh, but the stories that come out in these adventures, I mean, even in the first one at the Glen Tavern Inn, 
the owner and her daughter, I mean, they're telling these horrific stories of beheadings of, of, of children. Like so many people had died at the Glen Tavern Inn. I mean, just to hear those stories, to hear so many of them. And you've said in the past that hauntings are potentially different timelines, getting closer together, things like that. And I just, it's just really intense to think about the reality of those situations and that you put yourself in the middle of it week in, week out. Well, you know, someone's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, I was like, this is our Ghostbusters. This is we need we need three more people around you. Uh, you have your sister on in the very last episode. You had already scared her to death in a previous iteration. I mean, why would she even come back to try this again with you at the very end? I think. when OK, so when Kelly did her very first investigation with me, I remember day one. We get in, get in the van. We go into this location in in LA. This was a few years ago, and I handed her some ghost hunting tools, and she just like rolled her eyes. She's like, "This is just <laughs> her exact words." She's like, "This is just a bunch of nerds in a basement making toys and playing pretend." She used a few more, you know, swear words in in between, <laughs> but uh, I believe, and she and she would tell you this. She's had experiences would have have irrefutably changed her perspective on things and fortunately everything we've encountered has been relatively mellow i wouldn't say anything overly sinister overly evil overly dark um but she's had experiences and i think she realizes that there's something to this it might not be what we're all saying it is it might not be the consciousness of a once living human but there is she's having experiences. She's seeing things. She's feeling things. She's, you know, she's collecting evidence. So, yeah, she believes that there's something to it. Why do you think it is so important for uh, like these shows are wildly popular? I mean, I, I really got into this and I think a lot of people will. But why do you think it's so important for us to believe like we you know, you talked about the X-Files, like we want to believe. Why is it so important that we believe in? I mean, it's just one of those things that I think a lot of us want this to be true so badly. I think it I think it falls into the same bucket as. The God question, we all want to we all. It can't be it. It can't just be we live this life and then the moment that yeah. our central nervous system and our lungs and our heart and our brain shuts down, we cease to exist and our our energy just shuts down. And it we know energy. We, we are batteries. Energy can't just disappear. It has to turn into something else. We just don't know what that is. And so it's the greatest mystery of in mankind. What happens when we die? Where do we go next? Do we go? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Yeah. Is there a, is there something else? Is there a different reality we just transcend into? I don't know. And, I, you know, I jokingly say this. The only way we're ever really going to find out, and it's two things. <laughs> can you make a weapon out of it or can you become a billionaire out of it? That's the only two <laughs> ways we're ever going to find out if there is life after death. Um. You have like all of these guest stars, I believe, you know, it's like you have uh, Denny McCarthy, you have all of these other, you know, people joining you on these ghost adventures. I think this will probably continue. I think it definitely will. Who is your, like your dream celebrity friends or celebrities? Who would you want to bring with you if you could bring anybody? Man. 
I really, really love working with Jay and Jamie because we laugh so much. It is like it is. It's almost too hard to get things done because <laughs> we're just hysterically laughing and joking around the entire time. Um, but let's see, someone new. Who would I bring with me? Um, just purely for my kids' sake, uh, I would have to say um, Taylor Swift. I'm not necessarily <laughs> I'm not necessarily a Swifty, but I know that if I called my kids and was like, "Hey, Taylor Swift is coming to do a ghost hunt with me," they would absolutely die. Um, and they would have to come along. Uh, like, Dad, yeah. I believe in ghosts. Let me come. I believe. Yeah, exactly. Although I, d- I don't, I don't let my kids come on ghost hunts. Not after what happened with my mom. I'm not really looking to like put anyone in a in a in my family in a in a weird position anymore. I mean, that's got to be so interesting to have those conversations with your kids, though, because when I when I was growing up, I mean, you talked about a story about you and Kelly being in your your like your childhood home and stuff like that and thinking like a burglar was breaking in and the wood was creaking. And that was my worst fear as a kid was like a, a an intruder, like just burglarizing in the middle of the night. I mean, do your kids have like honest conversations with you about the paranormal? Yeah, yeah, we do. We we have lots of lots of conversations about it. And, you know, my my eldest daughter, I think, is a little more in tuned with stuff and she's she's told me she's seen some things and you know we we just have like a, an honest dialogue i don't i don't get to use the the age-old ghost on real that's just your imagination i'm not i'm you know because of my career choice I, i'm not afforded that uh you know that that opportunity to just dismiss it so you know we have we just talk about it and um my yeah, my my kids all know what I do, and 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 they all I think they appreciate uh, that there is a possibility that ghosts are real. Um, also, I think you should actually take Elon Musk. You said billionaires. If we get, if we can get a billionaire in there, we can really figure out if this is real or not. Right. I just I th- I feel like if I had Elon Musk there, it would uh, well it'd be awesome. I would just like to like train <laughs> on some things. But um, well, I mean, case in point. Robert Bigelow, he uh, he was a billionaire and he's done he's doing tons of research into the kind of spirit realm. Um, So there is. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Maybe maybe one of these billionaires will decide to, you know, write a, you know, a Twitter size check. And uh... (laughs) that's 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 all it'll take. Uh, in the show, I geeked out uh, just from a technical, technological aspect. I, I love toys. I loved Ghostbusters. With you know, can you explain some of the ghost hunting, paranormal hunting tools? You know, you had like the electronic uh, electromagnetic meter. What, what do you take on these adventures? So, it's all spaghetti on the wall. We don't really know definitively. <laughs> oh, ghosts operate in this energy spectrum wave, so we're going to use this device. It's guessing. So. That there's something called a melmeter, and a melmeter has a um, uh, it has a thermometer, it has a um, a REM pod in it, which is like this. It emits its own electromagnetic kind of bubble, and if anything that has yeah. uh, an electromagnetic frequency or anything breaks that bubble, it will sound off. So you can hold a cell phone next to it, and it will go off. But if you held a plastic fork next to it, it wouldn't. It's because your cell phone's emitting a signal, and and but a human hand will trigger it, but a rock won't. So it, it it's a really kind of interesting device, um, and it's three three or four devices in one. I use it all the time because it's small, it's handy, and you can get a lot out of it. Um, 
I use things like uh, it, we use a infrasound. What were the, 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 the balls, the, the, the cat light, balls. light up. Yeah. <laughs> cat balls. I, I mean, cat balls, are, I've, I have had some success with. Um, they're just these motion activated, like that these light, the motion lights inside of a ball. And if the ball moves, these lights will stop blinking and flashing. It's a cat. It's literally a cat toy. Uh, but people have had some great um, documentation with it. So you, it's kind of, you know, I use these, you know, an old flashlight. Um, they, I've had great results with those things turning on and off on command. And they're not like a fancy remote operated flashlight. It's a shitty gas station old <laughs> mag light. What was the thing that had, it was like AM, FM frequencies, but it goes backwards and then it actually could potentially catch some kind of thing. But like, who would even think to do AM, FM frequencies at the same time backwards? I don't know. It's like these, these ghost hunters, they get, they get, they just start to figure stuff out and go, well, what if this works? What if that works? And, and you get weird results and you're like, wait, that, that shouldn't make sense, but I can hear a voice clearly. It's, I shouldn't be able to. And I mean, I was the biggest naysayer of ghost boxes. I was like, hey, we're just you're you're just finding familiar sounds within chaos. Like it's it's like yeah. looking at the cloud and being like, oh look, I see a carrot. Like your 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 matrixing is is the term that we'll use. But I've had times where clear as day, I'll be like, how many people are in the room right now? And it will give me the number of people in the room. My iPhone can't even do that. No, not yet. That's iPhone 16. Yeah, yeah. that's wait, wait till chat GPT and iPhones merge. <laughs> What's what was your funnest moment of the season? We know we know the the worst moment was potentially hurting your mom, but what was the yeah. most fun? I man, I really had a lot of fun working with Jenny McCarthy. Um, she's great. I've known her for I've literally known Jenny McCarthy since I was a kid. So it was fun to work with her and ghost hunt. She's a real enthusiast. I laughed like I laughed for five days straight working with Jay and Jamie. It was so much fun. Um, yeah, so probably those. And then and then being in Virginia City with Kelly for the last episode was was awesome. And I she's not in the episode, but I brought my daughter with me on that trip. And it was just a, it was a it was a very memorable, fun time. Um, as we start winding down, can you speak to a little bit? I mean, you're. Your family really does mean so much in terms of reality television, pop culture, entertainment across the board. Um, you guys, even watching you guys on that final two-part episode together in the beginning, even your dad makes these appearances. And, and immediately it picks right back up where I felt like the Osbournes left off. And I, I get such a good feeling watching your family. When you're in that, when you, you guys have such a, obviously it's your family. I'm like, you guys are so natural together. It's your family. But do you realize the impact your family has had in terms of pop culture, reality, television, obviously music, but you know, it's able, you're able to do things like ghost hunting where I'm like, Oh, I trust Jack Osborne. I'll go watch that show. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. I think it's, it's one of those things that I, I would, I, I, I don't dwell on it. And just because, you know, I do interviews with people like yourself and yeah. they mention it. And so that's only whenever I think about it. Um, it is cool <laughs> to have been a part of a show which helped pave a way for a, an entire genre. Yeah. Um, can't take full credit for a lot of people will, but we really, we, we can't. We were one of, you know, we were the first of many shows that came out in that time period that really set the tone and the climate for non-scripted television. Um, but it was, 
you know, it's cool. It's uh, it, it's it was it was fun to be a part of. I, you know, I was talking about this the other day. I would never want want it again, though. It was so much. It was it was such a uh, it was a really big show. It had a lot of eyeballs watching it. We had a lot of fame very early on. And if someone said to me, hey, like switch roles and be the Kardashians, I there's no amount of money in the world you could give me. Like, I love the fact that I can walk out of my office and go to Subway and the corner and the corner store to get a drink and no one is going to stop me say anything. I rarely get recognized. And if I do, it's someone who knows about the paranormal or is interested in in something that I've done since the Osbournes. And so I like I like having a little bit of anonymity. I mean, you were a kid. I mean, we watched you kind of essentially, obviously grow up. What is your, you know, once again, Glenn Tavern is the first episode, Glenn Ta- Tavern in with your mom. I mean, I just kept thinking, what does your mom truly think about you paranormal? I mean, and also so many people have been so, I was like, these ghosts are going to be scared of Sharon. These ghosts are going to be scared of your mom, not the other way around. What does she think about you doing this? Uh, I th- kind of like Kelly's approach early on. I think my mom thought it was all just like, all right, it's just people get you know plain pretend it's a bit of theatrics but she she had experiences that she cannot wrap her head around and so it's it's definitely changed her uh i think she has a little more appreciation for what it what goes into making a paranormal show and and how actually hard it is it's not easy you know they're they're it's long days and a lot of long nights and it's uh you're in usually pretty uncomfortable cold damp scary environments and it takes a toll and she i mean you know she saw it firsthand it it took a toll on her for sure yeah i mean i imagine every time you have a glen tavern in you have a lot of experiences that don't add up to anything because you're going fishing you're yeah. you're seeing what's out there exactly it's it's fishing for sure there are times when we'll go a whole night and nothing crazy happens. And then all of a sudden, you know, the next morning or whenever you go back in, some crazy shit happens. And you're like, what was that? We, um, what's, you know, a memory that sticks out is that we, when I was doing Portals to Hell, we went to Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in Virginia, in West Virginia. And this place is known for being one of the most paranormal, scared, evil, crazy places. Like people get stuff there on camera, which is like nothing you've ever seen. So we were there for days and days and it really, it was creepy. It was felt weird. It was a few bumps and bangs and, but it wasn't anything that I, that was, it wasn't flying off the rails. And then all of a sudden we ended up in this room and the entire episode, the stuff that happened in the hour and a half we were in this room, that's what the episode was because it was so profound and so crazy and so interactive that we, anything else that happened for the four days prior to that was so was nothing compared to it. So you never know how it's, you never know what kind of experience you're going for. And that's why ghost hunting has never really uh, answered the true question because you can't apply the scientific method. Someone could go back to that place and have a totally different experience. Um. Uh, just made me think of it. And then one more question. Who's your, who do you look up to in this field? Man, I, um, 
you know, I was I'm really lucky to where I, I worked with Katrina Weidman for a long time and and on she, portals of hell, right? Yeah, on portals. And she uh Katrina is such a phenomenal investigator. She has such a healthy approach to this. She's so well educated in the in the genre. Um, it felt like, you know, working with Katrina for as long as I did um and do. I mean, we we still do, you know, we're doing some podcasting stuff together. Um it it was like having a it was like having my own professor with me um so it you know katrina i definitely look up to the way she investigates but the originals like you know jason hawes um fantastic investigator wealth of knowledge and and that's you know the the people that have been in the field for you know double digit years and have done hundreds and hundreds of investigations they're gonna have a a certain um skill set which is just developed in time under through time and experience and finally uh do you think about the audience uh at home when you're filming these what do you want our experience to be watching oh that's a good great question yeah you know i do because there's times where we'll, we'll stuff will happen and i just i just i've done this for so long and i know what will play and what doesn't and i know like if you feel something you have to really be descriptive. You have to really like, oh, I'm feeling this and here's why and what, yeah. what when, where and why. Um, and no, but normally if you were just on a ghost hunt, you'd be like, oh, this feels weird. You wouldn't sit there and explain the feeling. Yeah. You were going to each room, each level. There's like three, there's a couple different levels at the Glen Tavern and you were explaining, hey, this is what I'm feeling. Or even when you had the gentleman come in who was that, you know, he was just like, it's a bad feeling. I feel like I'm getting chopped in the head right now. I mean, yeah. those things are so eerie and descriptive. And you have to describe that for the viewer at home. Because other yeah. than because then then it brings everyone in, you know, lets them know like, oh, wow, like that's that's unique. That's different. That's that's not a normal thing to feel if you're walking around some, you know, quaint bed and breakfast. Well, you definitely piqued my interest and I've been Googling all night about ghosts and paranormal activities. Uh, the, this what's that is the season. Yeah, by the way, this is spooky season. I'm telling you, this is the show that you're going to want to watch. Get your pumpkin spice and like, you know, whatever you want with your pumpkin spice. Watch this on the Travel Channel premiering this Sunday, October 1st. Episodes airing weekly. I'm telling you, you're going to dig this. It is something different that I didn't expect to enjoy as much as I did because I enjoy getting spooked out and I was genuinely spooked out. I really was shocked about the Sharon Osbourne of it all at the very end. And just congratulations. You are just a sure-footed host. I was really just like, you were so solid in this where I would have been pissing my pants and you really take us through these things. I think it's because we trust you. So Jack Osborne, thank you so much for being here. And by the way, I once went to a Virgin Megastore when the Osborne's DVD first came out and had your entire, I waited in line and had your entire family sign this DVD that I still proudly own. Was that in New York City? No, that was Virgin Megastore right where like a, a Sunset and Crescent Heights. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't, I remember doing a signing in New York City at the Virgin Megastore. I don't remember that one. No, I don't think you were there. It was Kelly, your dad and your mom. Okay. And I was working at the Burke Williams massage place that used to be in Virgin Megastore. <laughs> and I was in a suit and your mom was like, Kelly, he dressed nicely. You didn't, you know, it, your mom, it was hysterical. Anyways, um, <laughs> Jack Osborne's, uh, night of terror this sunday please check it out and thanks once again jack thank you you guys uh listen 
we potentially got some information wrong on Monday's episode about this whole Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not a sports guy. I know you're like, oh, my God, you're so manly, Ryan. How can you not be a sports guy? But I'm not. And then in my Facebook group, the So Bad It's Good Facebook group, Beth, who is a member, and I've known Beth for years, even before this podcast. She's awesome. She wrote an impassioned post about what we potentially, what we did get wrong. And I'm just curious now because it seems like the NFL and and the girlfriends and all of this stuff is potentially more dramatic than housewives. So Beth, welcome to the show. Will you walk us through what we got wrong? What's the situation between Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend and Travis Kelsey and Taylor and Travis Kelsey's ex? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, and first, I want to say there was a lot of things that you guys got right, that you and Sophie Ross got right. I'm a big <laughs> Thank you. And Sophie Ross and I think are a lot alike in the fact that we both go so hard for our teams. And that is why I'm here. So... And listen, yeah. she, she's a Joe Burrow girl. She's a Cincinnati Bengals girl. You are a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I think you yeah. live potentially there as well. So you're impassioned. But tell us, what is this drama? I don't understand who hates who, who likes who. Is it OK for Taylor to be friends with Patrick Mahomes' uh, wife? What is, what, what's the skinny? Okay, so first of all, the skinny is let's address why Brittany Mahomes is such a polarizing figure. And a lot of this is being resurfaced because of, you know, of her proximity to Taylor Swift. So uh, I just want to say first and foremost, that a lot of it is fueled by misogyny, by what I call the barf stool media machine. Um, Brittany had an incident that I call Champagne Gate that happened. It's nearing its three-year birthday. I mean, I cannot believe (laughs) it is still relevant, where she was super excited after a thrilling and historic Chiefs playoff victory over the Bills. And I don't know how to put this in pop culture terms. All I can say is that it was a game that is going to go in the history books. And so... She was excited. She sprayed champagne on fans who were underneath her suite. And this got sensationalized to the high heavens by the barstool media, by, you know, a whole lot of people. And, you know, there was already criticisms of her being attention seeking, but this was just seen as, you know, an affront and egregious, which in perspective, it's obnoxious at worst, right? Um, But we're still hearing about it three years later. So (laughs) that's kind of where this, you know, Britney um, character. So people people thought it was just certain people like Barstool Sports and those guys said, how rude is it that she's spraying champagne? But wait, I'm not a big sports guy, but I do notice all these guys are like throwing Gatorade on each other after every win. Why is it a big deal in the locker rooms? I see people spraying champagne. Isn't that what you do? Or so there was nothing like Brittany was like, F you fans, I'm spraying champagne on you. Oh, Ryan, do not get me started. I mean, the NFL has so much corruption and violence and, you know, violence against women, violence against their players and, you know, violence with one another. So, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, Britney spraying champagne on Kansas City fans, none of whom, by the way, complains. In fact, there have actually been testimonials from people at the game who were asking Britney (laughs) to pour champagne on them. 
So yeah, it was. Why isn't this a wait? Why isn't there a Netflix documentary about this? This feels like a four-part Netflix Champagne Gate. So it's like Dave Portnoy and Barstool made it a big deal, and then I'm guessing they found it like, okay, let's pick on this girl who's married to Patrick Mahomes, who's a very successful quarterback for the Chiefs. But now, fast forward to now, like we see uh, Brittany Mahomes in this suite with Taylor Swift. Everybody the week before is like, oh, is she going to be friends with Taylor? Why? can't Britney why isn't Britney supposed to be friends with Taylor oh my gosh yeah that was so funny to me when uh, you know the first memes about Britney and Taylor were like oh Britney's not gonna like the attention being taken away from her it's like I'm pretty sure Britney's gonna be just fine hanging out with an international pop star like she's gonna love that (laughs) (laughs) joke like it's it's just like not even creative or funny So, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of saw it coming that Brittany and Taylor would socialize and would be friendly with one another because, you know, Brittany went to Taylor Swift's concert. You know, she's obviously a fan, and I don't think any of us would pass up the opportunity to hang out with Taylor Swift if we were invited. Um, What was a little bit unclear to everybody, though, is, uh, you know, how Brittany would navigate the relationship with Travis Kelsey's ex-girlfriend. So this, okay, this is what I want to know. What, who is Travis Kelsey's ex-girlfriend? How hot and heavy were they? Because I know he had Catching Kelsey, that reality show from 2016, where he dated a slew of women on E!, which is the place to date anybody, is on E! television. But who was this most recent girlfriend? How long were they together? And was this girl and Brittany, were they like BFFs? Are they BFFs? Yeah, so uh, Kayla Nicole had nothing to do with Catching Kelsey. So um, Kayla Nicole was after Catching Kelsey. And so Kayla Nicole is this beautiful Instagram model from Los Angeles. And they, I think they met on Instagram, actually. I don't remember like how it started, but they were together for five years. So they were on and off for five years. You know, they kind of broke up a couple of times. But by and large, like Chiefs fans loved them together. They were so cute. You can go look up on TikTok after he won the Super Bowl in 2020 of her like jumping in his arms. Like, I mean, they were adorable. So it's like Camelot fell and we were all like, no. (laughs) Wait, why did they, why did they break up? What was, what, what was behind the breakup? I am pretty sure it was more on Travis's end, but I can't, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it is, but I just didn't know if he got did he date like Raquel from Vanderpump? Did he get caught on a cheating scandal? Like what, how did he, I, I'm curious. I don't know if there was any cheating involved. I mean, I, listen, I'm not going to put Travis Kelsey on a pedestal and say that he's never going to cheat or never cheated on anyone. So I, I really don't know the particulars. I think that, you know, the distance was probably difficult for them. Um, sure. And I, you know, who knows? Who okay, knows? so fast, fast forward, fast forward. Wait, by the way, are you wearing a Travis Kelsey Eras shirt? Is that? Oh my god! I just noticed. I and by the way, how sad of me that I saw three boxes and I was like, that looks like Taylor Swift Eras, and then I noticed it was a football player. So you're already buying the merch of Travis and Taylor. That's amazing. I am. Listen, I just wanted one artifact from it because I think it's such a historic moment in my world colliding and I just want to be able to remember it. So I love that. I love that. Celebrate while this lasts. But so this they, they broke up and, and how long did they break up? Uh, how long has it been? 
So they were broken up by the Mahomes' wedding, and the Mahomes' wedding was uh, the beginning of 2021, I believe. Beth, I like that you said they were broken up by the Mahomes' wedding. Like, okay. I would know when that was. I was like, oh, of course, 2021. Yes, yes. So they were they were broken up, but Brittany remained friends with his ex, correct? Yes. And so that's something that all of the – and when I say all of the Chiefs fans, I mean, like, the Chiefs girlies. I'm sure, like – the men and you know who don't follow pop culture care like really cared about this but like the chiefs girlies noticed that even after they broke up Brittany and Kayla still maintained a very close friendship Kayla was in which the is wedding. fine you yeah. don't have to choose who yeah well, we don't have to choose and we also loved that it was kind of like we took solace in that we're like okay so we still gotta keep Kayla it's kind of part of the Chiefs fandom, and they're still friends, and that's really nice to see. We love women supporting women, right? Like female <laughs> friends. So, um, so Travis has had other re- Travis has had other relationships since that relationship, though, correct? I think we can assume. I mean, I don't know any specifics, but I think we can assume that he's probably had other okay. relationships. I think. So then fast forward to now, Taylor and Travis take off big, big to do. Everybody's like invested. And now did Travis's ex unfollow Brittany on the IG? Is that the story? Yes. And so this is mainstream news by now. But I woke up Sunday, Ryan, and saw this vague tweet about it. And I was like, oh, my God. So the Kansas City streets like noticed immediately. (laughs) And so I just saw this tweet. And so I had to go see for myself. And we're going to (laughs) segue into Jackson Mahomes. And this is what is very interesting. So I had to for myself. And so sure enough, I confirm that Britney was no longer following, or I'm sorry, Kayla Nicole was no longer following Britney or Patrick. But at this point, Sunday morning, she was still following Jackson Mahomes. Jackson Mahomes. Oh, Jack, wait, 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 let me get, wait, I know this. Jackson Mahomes is the quarterback's brother and he's goofy and he always is thirsty for attention, right? Oh my gosh. That was, that's pretty I do know that. generously, Ryan. Jackson Mahomes yeah. is the younger brother extremely problematic. I mean, he devolved from being goofy and thirsty for attention to actual assault allegations against a woman in her bar. So, Oh my he, God. He's high key problematic. He is high key problematic. And this is what oh. might have to reckon with. Okay. So now I'm getting it. So she realized she was still following the brother and the KC chiefs girlies pointed it out. And she was like, Oh, got to block, got to unfollow you too then. Right. I'm not exactly sure if it was that, or if it was that the brother commented on her latest Instagram post. Cause she kind of did a few things at once. Kayla Nicole had been pretty silent. She got onto Instagram, posted a beautiful picture like she does and unfollowed two of the three Mahomeses. And Jackson Mahomes <laughs> commented and was like, fire and flames or something. And then later I checked and saw that Jackson was unfollowed. And so a few things could have happened. She could have been like, oh, I forgot about that weirdo and unfollowed him. Or people were also dragging him in the comments about his sexual assault allegations. And, you know, maybe... As, she- as they should. As they should. That's... Yeah. Wait... I mean, I gotta say, I will say this is 
potentially more exciting than some of the shows on Bravo right now. This truly now now if you explain it to me in terms of like a reality show, this is very exciting. But these people are paid millions and millions of dollars to go there out there on the field and give each other head injuries and they're worrying about like who they're dating. Like I mean the petty drama with all of this is wild. So I mean I thought I thought it was a much more recent breakup. I didn't realize it had been a couple of years. So I feel bad for Kayla, but life moves on and I feel like it's weird that she's like the high school aunt of unfollowing people, but regardless, now Brittany is starting a new friendship with Taylor Swift. She was in the box at uh, the Jets game. It was a very close game. I got really worried they weren't going to pull it off, even though. And by the way, I'm from Kansas as well. Like I'm, I'm actually from Olathe, Kansas, so I should be supporting the Chiefs regardless. But where? What's your take now on this relationship? Do you think it has legs? I was talking about this on the show, too, in regards of Barstool today, is that we had that one guy. I don't really pay a lot of attention to Barstool, but people kept sending me the video of the guy going like, we got to see a sex video between Taylor and uh, this Travis before I believe it. I'm like, nobody would show you a sex video of anything, dude. Like, it is so ridiculous. Does Taylor want to get into the muck and the mire of 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 sports fans. And no offense to sports fans, you are one, but like the the a majority of sports fans seems to be very um I don't know what the word sexist. Yeah. Sexist. Yeah, no, no offense taken. Um yeah, sports fans and there's already been so much problematic discourse. I mean, in addition to what you just said, but you know, men who are like, I have to hear about Taylor Swift and, you know, all sorts of things, comparing Britney and Taylor's looks, comparing Taylor and Kayla Nicole's looks. I mean, it's just, there's gross stuff that is happening. Um, but in terms of if I think this has legs, I really don't know. I mean, I think that they're having fun right now. I don't really care if it's a PR relationship or not, because I think yeah. it's I mean, I just think it's a blast. I mean, I will say it's like highly saturated. So I empathize with people who are not Kansas City fans or who are not Taylor fans and are just like, oh, have to hear about this all the time. I'm loving it. You know, what's so funny. I was thinking about this in terms of just movies of like, this is the the human dating equivalent of Barbenheimer. Of yeah. Barbie and Oppenheimer, like everybody just kept talking about both of these movies. They were both great. They were both very different, but they both kind of like rode that wave of each other's success. And I was like, this yeah. is the dating human equivalent of Barbenheimer, where you eventually get sick of it, but let them have their fun. It, I mean, like, who, like, we don't need to, they don't even need to know if they're getting married. They're both celebrities. They're both not going to date just random, like, normies like me or you. I mean, who, I don't think so. So let them have fun. Why, why, why? I mean, it makes it fun. And I also want to get away from the fact that the NFL needs Taylor Swift. I think they love it. They seem like they, they really love it. But NFL was doing pretty good before Taylor. Hey, I mean, they're going to stay in business no matter what. They've got their business model. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I begrudgingly <laughs> support them, um, you know, in spite of how problematic they are. But no, I don't think anybody, if anybody needed it, I mean, you could, I guess you can make the argument that Travis Kelsey is laying the framework for his post-NFL career because he has star power. I mean, he's kind of, he's very charismatic. He's charming. Yeah. So he... You know, I can see where some might say, but I also find it hard to believe that Travis Kelsey, you know, thinks about his PR in the middle of a season where they could be going back to the Super Bowl. Like, I truly think that he shot a shot. He went to the concert. He's got a 
crush on Taylor, mentioned it on his podcast, and one thing led to another. Um, but are they both reaping the PR benefits? Certainly. Of course. And by the way, when you say PR, I'm a sports guy. So I thought you meant personal record. I didn't think you, I thought you meant personal because that's what you do when you're, you're beating your personal records. But what if we find out that Travis Kelsey last year just went to every female concert ever? Like he went to Dua Lipa, he went to Stevie Nicks. Like he just threw out all of these fishing lines and Taylor was the only one that bit. He went to Beyonce. Like he was just like, one of this has got, one of these has got to work. But Taylor, I don't think we need to worry about. She's got a good head on her shoulders. I do have a question though about you being a sports fan and you seem to be very aware of uh, certain negative properties like the NFL and sports teams can kind of push forward. So how do you um, reconcile those two being somebody that, you know, you support all these women's rights, you support health, all of these things. And then sometimes this sport is, you know, pushes sometimes certain negative elements, like you even say with the fandom. And I, I, Bravo can do the same thing, you guys. I'm not saying that. How, I mean, do you ever go, you know, I need to chill out on watching sports for a while. This is pretty negative. Yeah, you know, I would say there are moments just in my own fandom where I feel like I need to chill out in terms of like how tribal and intense people can be towards one another, other people who are sports fans, because at the end of the day, sports fandom is more and more or less by happenstance, right? I mean, we were yeah. born where we were born. In terms of consuming the NFL, I mean, I do think about it probably on a weekly basis of just how problematic the NFL is in so many ways. And, you know... But I you love it. You, you, you grew up loving it. You love it. I mean, you seem like you love it dearly. So, I, I mean, that's the other thing is what do you love about it? I love the community that it creates. And Ryan, you know how Kansas City is. It's like, we have one sport. We're not like the big cities like LA or New York who have like multiple successful sports teams. We're a big, small city. There is just such, a, just such this just incredible spirit. It's like Christmas time. Like the playoff season is the new Christmas time in Kansas City. Everybody's wearing red. Everybody is so excited. And it was the same way when the Royals, you know, made their run. Yeah, or or the Jay or the Jayhawks. I mean like K State, KU. Exactly. So it's something that everybody can rally around and I think it's escapism for a lot of people. Like we can put all of our differences aside for, you know, this like window and just come together and cheer for our team and have so much fun and enjoy that victory and just be in community with one another. Um, and not just, like, I love it. So, so two more things. So you're saying Brittany Mahomes, Casey likes Brittany, potentially loves Brittany. We're all good on Brittany. She yeah. can be friends with Taylor. And then finally, what is coming up for the Kansas city chiefs? Who's, who's next? Like, who are they playing this week? Um, oh, my gosh. I'm such a bad fan. I don't even know. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Do you, do you even live in Kansas City? I'm going to the Chargers game, and I and that's on the 22nd. And I know that Taylor is not going to be on tour yet. So, and I'm sorry about my dog. So, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's all good. Guys. Um, no, okay, so you're going to go. Hopefully, Taylor will be there. But uh, Taylor... Wait, well, that's the other question, too. This mama, Kelsey, Travis, and the other brother, what's his name? Um, his name is Jason. What? Jason. She went to two games this Sunday to support both of her sons. 
What is the deal with Mama Kelsey? Is she the real deal or is she like a housewife trying to get like a tummy tea promotion? Is she like she was with Jake with State Farm at the one game? Like is Mama Kelsey like a good person or is she a little like domineering? Mama Kelsey is definitely the real deal. I would encourage all of you to watch Kelsey on Amazon Prime. It's mostly about Jason. I mean, it gives you some insight into Travis, but it also talks about their parents and how they grew up. They grew up in, you know, the suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio, and came from a pretty humble family. Their parents ended up getting divorced, but... They made a lot of sacrifices for both of their boys to play sports. Um, And so I really think that Mama Kelsey is, I mean, she just happened to raise two prolific football players. Travis had a lot of issues or had some issues in college, which um, they touch on in the Kelsey documentary. But for the Swifties who want more lore to Travis Kelsey, (laughs) definitely watch the Kelsey documentary on Amazon Prime because it just gives a really good insight into his Yeah, I love I love sports documentaries or so like I love Hard Knocks on HBO or Max. I love sports documentaries. It's just the sports themselves are like I, I'll eat up a sports documentary all day long. Yeah. I don't know why I don't love sports more because I sure love watching documentaries. Uh, and Beth, finally, did you watch the Beverly Hills trailer? Anything, any takeaways oh for you with that? Oh my gosh. Yes, I was just watching that. It was. I got home from work. It was such a big news day, like on so many levels. Um, but I did watch the Beverly Hills trailer and I am – yeah, I mean, I haven't processed it completely, but one thing I will say, <laughs> I am so ready to nail myself to a cross for Denise <laughs> and Sutton and Garcelle. Oh, I do. Denise, and how dare you, Erica Jane, say that comment about $7 OnlyFans? Yeah, how dare we do not? How dare you? I mean, and I posted something. I think. Like, I mean, like Erica, your tickets are going for five dollars in Vegas. How dare you make fun of Denise at all? So yeah. I can't wait to make fun. Oh, I can't wait to make fun of Erica Jane again. It's going to be good. October 25th is when it premieres, guys. But Beth, thank you so much for setting me straight. I appreciate uh, you in the Facebook group. I appreciate you all the time. You're just great. But uh, Beth, I really appreciate it. Keep 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 me posted if there's anything new I need to know about this relationship. I absolutely will. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. Batches.